right now we bring into the program our friend from the Times-Dispatch, sports editor, and uh, cover man extraordinaire, Michael Phillips. Michael, how you doing, my man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Feeling great. I, I don't think we have a shortage of topics to talk about. So. No, no, no. Uh, we got plenty <laughs> uh, to talk about. That is for sure. And I want to spend a, a large amount of time talking about the commanders uh, and several topics there. But let me start with, with, with Monday night. And obviously the news in the last 24 hours on DeMar Hamlin has been very good. You, like me, have been covering sports for a long time. Have you ever seen anything like what we saw Monday night? Yeah, I mean, I think the closest comparable is probably the Alex Smith broken leg uh, game in 2018. I just remember, you know, Alex Smith, his leg snaps in half, and, and then, you know, it, that just the players just urging the ambulance, like, get the ambulance out here. Like, you know, they, they knew you know the stakes were very high in that moment, and uh, obviously we later learned that they were close to amputating the leg, uh, you know, in, in the coming hours, but um, you know, it, it, you know, not to suggest that one is is bigger than the other, but one of them was on New Year's Monday Night Football in one of the biggest games of the year with with thirty million people watching, and, and you know the other one was played on a Sunday at one o'clock. And right. I, I think a, a lot of the reaction was just like we all saw it, like you know, a, 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 a giant chunk of America was watching and reacting to that in real time, and uh, you know that, that makes it more powerful really is and uh, it has really been uh, you know I, I think social media a lot of times is a cesspool but uh, by and large not a hundred percent because we're never going to get to a hundred percent by and large uh, the good of social media came through on Monday night and just to see the outpouring of prayers for Demar Hamlin and all that stuff it was it, that it was it was really good to see that there was something good that can come out of social media yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating thing because it's, it, in a lot of senses, this wasn't an injury that was unique to football. You know, if a guy had had a concussion or, you know, say something that, you know, we, we've cautioned about the risks of football and, and the violent nature of it, but, you know, the, these heart condition issues we see across all sports sometimes, and particularly youth sports, um, which kind of gives it a, a more universal, empathetic nature, like, you know, this, this is truly something that, that could happen. Buddy, and, and you know, I, I think people really saw themselves in his shoes. You can't imagine what it's like to be a professional quarterback, or you know, I, I handle those risks or ACLs or whatever it is. But you know, I, I think it really hit home for a lot of people just because of the universal nature of it, um, and, and to see, of course, the outpouring of support, and um, you know, the, the obviously great news uh, that he's cognitively functioning again, um, and, and obviously, we'll hope for more good news in the coming days. Before we move to commander's stuff, what is your take on the solution that the NFL came up with in terms of dealing with not playing the Bengals-Bills game? You know, I'll say this in the nicest way possible, Gary. I just I find it amazing that people care. Like, like we have to set aside, like, oh, they should have done this or they should have done that. Like, this was unprecedented. I mean, what happened here was, was just an, an absolutely – once in a generation, one of a kind event, um, and, and to suggest that there's some kind of right way or right playbook to you know protect an 18 game season, or you know the football take care of itself. The, the right. good teams are in the playoffs, and the bad teams aren't in the playoffs. Um, and, and they're gonna play. They're gonna play some playoff games. I promise you, no nobody's getting cheated out of the Super Bowl over this. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not that kind of big state. Like you know, if it, this were something where like 
do the Bills make the playoffs or not because it's like, sure, we could, we could have a discussion about whether that's important. But the good teams are going to play for the Super Bowl. The rest is details. Um, you know, in hindsight, you, you can have all sorts of thoughts. But this was, a, this was just an unprecedented once-in-a-generation thing. And I, I think they did the best they could. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to complain about that, I, I think they're missing the point. I agree with you 100%. I do agree with you also that under the circumstances, they did the best they could. And 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 I noticed they really didn't kick that into high gear until the positive news about DeMar Hamlin uh, came out, and that was rightfully so. Uh, so anyway, let's shift gears and talk about the commanders a little bit. Uh, and uh, obviously what has become another lost season eliminated from the playoffs. Let's start with this. Um Playing Sam Howell this week, starting him, giving him the full game, absolutely the right call. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Carson Wentz, of course, won't be back next year. His contract's for $22 million. Uh, when he lost to the Cleveland Browns with the playoffs on the line, that was obviously, you know, that, that went ahead and that sealed the envelope. He's, he's not coming back. Taylor Heineke, we know what he is. I, I think there's very little left to learn there. Everybody likes him. He's an exciting player. He, he's probably not the kind of guy who will – Go Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers and take your team on the back to a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, he, he's fun, and I, I think they'll make him an offer to continue to be the backup. But what do we do late in the season for, for teams that are out of it? We, we look to the future. We look to next year. We look for hope. Um, and Sam Howell drafted this year fifth round out of North Carolina. I uh, had a really good sophomore season at North Carolina. Took a step back his junior year. Um, height is a concern. But, but, man, ball strength is not a concern. This dude can zip it around the field. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him play against a really good Dallas Cowboys defense. This is this is not a cupcake start, you know. This isn't a basketball team scheduling, you know, D three school to come in for the opener. He's he's getting full immersion here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, interesting because there were reports that it was going to be Taylor Heineke and that Hal was going to play some, and then kind of a change of course, and Hal's going to start and, and play the whole game with Heineke as the backup. How did that all unfold? Yeah, and I think Coach Ron Rivera's concern was what we just laid out. The Cowboys are really good, and Washington's offensive line, which protects the quarterback, has been really bad this year. So I, I think Ron Rivera's concern was just, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to somehow break this kid or, or his confidence that you know he comes out there and he gets sacked a bunch of times and you know maybe they lose by twenty and he walks away thinking ah you know he's down on himself or, or whatever it might be. Um, but it, you know Ron Rivera talked to some of the captains, some of the players. Terry McLaurin was in that group. You know some of the offensive leaders and and they all asked Coach Ron Rivera to reconsider. They said no. We like this kid. You know, we, we like the strides he's made over the course of the year. We think he's mentally strong, um, and, and we think he's deserving of the full game. And uh, that led Ron Rivera to, to reconsider and get to the right spot. Obviously, uh, this is a season where the, so much has focused on the quarterback. Uh, there was a, a stretch in the middle of the season where they played very well. Uh, so is it safe to call this another lost season? Yeah, so Ron Rivera shows up. Um, you know, Jay Gruden had, had put together some decent seasons, some seven, eight-win seasons. They, they had the season where they won nine, made the playoffs. You're always looking for the next step. You're looking to, to move forward. So they bring in Ron Rivera to take that next step. And, you know, first season, seven wins. Second season, seven wins. Here we are in the third season, and they're sitting on seven wins. Um, 
That's a cart stuck in neutral, Gary. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not what you're looking for. It's not the progress you're looking for. Um, but we'll, let's introduce the other big storyline as a way of explaining Ron Rivera's fate, and that is this is probably the last game that Dan Snyder will be the owner of the Washington Commanders for. You know, the, a lot of smoke that he's going to sell the team as soon as the year ends. Um, if, if that's all true and he does sell the team, I don't think there's going to be any kind of coaching change this offseason because I think it's too logistically difficult, um, you know, negotiating between the old guys and the new guys in terms of owners and who's picking who and when it's happening. The NFL kind of declares an unofficial moratorium on coaching moves in March. They want it all done in January and February so then, you know, they can start the season and have stability from there. And that's not a good timeline to work with conducive to the ownership change. So I, I think Ron Rivera is going to be back wearing his whistle next year, and uh, I'd be pretty surprised if there's any other outcome. You know, uh, Cowboys, Commanders, still getting used to saying Commanders. Cowboys, <laughs> yeah. Commanders, to end the season, it's such great theater, but it feels odd because the game is so the, – the, the approach to the game is so different uh, – between you know the Cowboys still having a chance at even home field and the NFC East and so much to play for and the Commanders focused on 2023 and walking <laughs> into a cloud of uncertainty. Man, you know, and they're going to retire Sonny Jurgensen's number on on Sunday. I, I don't have to tell you, Gary, you're a radio guy. You know what? Both Sonny is a quarterback and later Sonny is, is obviously the, part of the very famous announcing trio uh, of the Redskins' golden years that so many people remember. And when they announced that, you know, I, I just remember thinking like, boy, if, if, if they can take care of business and that game against the Cowboys is, is to go to the playoffs, there's going to be just a lot of juice. It's going to be a great crowd. Sonny's going to be there, and it's going to be a really great day. But, you know, a, the flip side of that coin is, is it's going to be kind of a sad day for Sonny getting his number retired on a cold day with, with Sam Howell at quarterback and a bunch of Dallas Cowboys fans there. Um, it's, you know, that, that's the downside of making a gamble like this is, is sometimes you lose. You know, when I saw that Sunday was going to be the Sonny Jurgensen retirement ceremony, uh, jersey retirement ceremony, you know, my first thought was, you mean Sonny Jurgensen's jersey isn't already retired? <laughs> and, and this is a guy who covers sports. I was like, I couldn't believe that hadn't happened already. And I just can't fathom uh, someone else in burgundy and gold wearing number nine. So uh, for, long overdue brief, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and briefly, for a long time, they didn't retire numbers. They only did it unofficially. Um, right. they, they reversed that stance a couple of years ago. They've been rolling through some guys. I, I think Daryl Green's about to have his number called here in a couple of years. I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't. Um, you know, guy guy who's around town still doing some good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a backlog of guy. Rigo's probably going to have his, his day. A um, lot, lot of guys in that queue. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, to get to, that's for sure. Uh, and I'm glad Sonny was on that list. Hey, listen, always great to catch up with you. Happy New Year, and we'll see you down the road. Take care, Gary. Okay, that's Michael Phillips, sports editor of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Also does a great job covering the Washington Commanders. Adam, have fun up there on Sunday. Go Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. We all know Adam is a huge Cowboys fan.